Jay Delsing spent 25 years on the PGA Tour and is a lifetime member of the PGA Tour and PGA of America. Now he provides his unique perspective as a golfer and network broadcaster. It's time to go On the Range with Jay Delsing. On the Range is brought to you by Pro-Am Golf. Hey, good morning. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. I'm your host, Jay Pearlie May, sitting right here with me, Pearlie. What's up this morning? Ready to roll. Lots to talk about today. You got some controversial subjects to yeah, I love sink it. our teeth into. Yeah, one of the things that uh, we've got the second half of the Jim Nance interview, which is, um, you know, just great listening from, from my chair. He's, uh, um, besides a genuinely cool person, he just feels like he's part of the sport family because between, you know, March Madness the Masters and CBS golf team, and the NFL. The guy's magic. The guy's yeah, everywhere yeah, that's yeah. important in sports. Yeah, so it's pretty cool. So we're going to get to listen to him uh, a little bit. And um, we formatted the show like a round of golf. And the first um, segment's called the On the Range Segments, brought to you by Pro-Am Golf. And check us, check us out on our social media uh, outlets. I know we, gosh, we can't get away without saying these really important but social media is working for you. How many, down, how many downloads did you get last we week? We got 13,000, over 13,000 downloads last Me, week. How you long guys, did that take you? Thank you. How long Me, did that take did you to do, do that? that? That had to take like a full weekend and, oh, and man, a full bottle. Just a full bottle, more importantly. Absolutely fantastic. I spent a week and a half doing that. <laughs> man, Still saw, no golf balls. <laughs> I saw the blister on your thumb, dude. You should have switched fingers. Yeah, um, but um, yeah, so... Uh, Twitter is at Jay Delsing. Facebook is Golf with Jay Delsing. And Jay Delsing Golf. LinkedIn is Jay Delsing. And Instagram is a mystery because those numbers keep rising too. So, all right. This thing has bugged me. And we got to talk about John Rahm and the penalty last week. We got to talk about this. So, specifically, what bugged you? Let's start there. Specifically, first of all, on the positive side, which no, is usually where you. That's what I want. You, you I want to go. Us. I want to go there. But the shot he hit was unbelievable. Okay. Yeah. Probably, but. probably made his lie a little worse. Yes, that's true too. However, that penalty has got to be issued quicker. So that's the part that bugs you. Hell yeah. yeah. Look, I'm not saying my buddy Ryan Palmer could have made a birdie coming in. I was afraid he might. Fall down and not be able to get back up. Tough he looked like he was out there, stumbling. Yeah. Long weekend. But, John, come on. Here's a scenario. This is how this plays out. If he knows he's moved the ball, which he did not. Yeah, I don't he think did so. nothing wrong. Yeah. This is not on John Rahm. But if he knows. Well, he did something wrong, but it wasn't intentional. No, not intentional. And he wasn't aware of it. Right. Okay. Right. So he broke the rule. Right. Not intentional and not aware. I would right. agree with both of those. Right, us. right. Um, so I'm not saying John Rahm cheated. He did not. But when you're when you're doing this, the how soon you get these penalties issues issued is I can't even tell you how important because if he understands that that ball's moved, I'll bet my bottom dollar he doesn't hold that next shot, and I bet two bottom dollars he doesn't even get it up and down. But let's give him the benefit of the doubt and say he doesn't hold it, but he gets it up and down. Still unbelievable up and down. That so he gets a he makes a two, which turns into a four where we are now because of the penalty. If he gets the two shot penalty and doesn't get doesn't hold it, that two turns into a three plus the two strokes. He's making five. 
But your point is, if if the penalties leveled at the moment, if the penalties leveled at the moment, it plays a completely different role in the outcome of the event. Who can't agree with you on that? But how does that happen on tour? My my question to you was: If you're on the third hole and that happens, and they review it and they make a decision, do they come out to the golf course and tell you? Yes. So. To me, there's got to be something like if they don't get you within the next hole or by the end of that hole or something, otherwise it's no fair. So the guy that does the same doesn't mean to cheat, doesn't mean to break a rule, doesn't mean to break a rule, inadvertently does something that he's not even aware of. If he's on the third hole, it's a massively larger penalty because he's playing with that two strokes in his head the whole time versus the guy that gets to finish and not know about it. Exactly. It's like, remember at at Oakmont when the USGA jacked up the Dustin uh, Johnson and he had that looming over his head from the fifth green all the way to like 12, which was insane. But to your point and to what I'm complaining about here is that it changes too much of what could happen if yeah. you don't get it out there sooner. It, there's either so, you either so, allow it or don't allow it, but get it out there right away. There's so much weirdness on this whole television stuff. Because the other thing is, if you're not on TV, nobody sees any of that stuff. Exactly. So it's kind of like you're in the hunt, the pressure's on extra amount anyway, and then they're also going to micro-examine every time you put your club behind the ball, which, by the way, what I got a problem with this is, this is a bigger I problem. Know, when you I just know. naturally ground your club, it you are changing your lie. Now, in this case, to your point, the irony is, he actually grounded it, and it turned out to be a little bit worse lie. Right, his ball settled down even but, a little But lower. how many times when you're in that long, brutal tour rough, and you put your club down, something happens. The ball might not move, although I would contend it moves a lot more than we're acknowledging i would just that's just my contention no there might be right at the very least what it does is it pushes the grass down behind there's a famous kind of and this is a favorite guy of mine i I hate even bringing this up i know bring it up because again i do not see it as being intentional but there's a lot of people that can look at it different ways but there was a lie that kenny perry had in a situation to win the phoenix open check it out 18th hole playoff with charlie hoffman i believe Check it out on YouTube and Google it. He kept putting it. He was long and left or kind of pin high left to the green. He kept kind of looking at it, going up to the green, looking at it, putting his wedge down behind the ball. Well, when the camera first from a given angle was showing, you couldn't see the ball. Much of the ball at all. And then all of a sudden, after Kenny's doing his thing. It looks like a pumpkin. (laughs) It's as big as a basketball. (laughs) And I'm like, holy cow, Kenny Perry just changed his lie. I mean, there's, I'm not saying, I I, I have a lot of respect for Kenny Perry. But what happened there is 100% obvious on TV. Well, it's not different camera angles, bro. Yeah, no. I, it wasn't. That's nope. what I'm saying. Well, nor was this. Right. This was rel- This was relatively not as obvious as Kenny's, but it's that situation. And my point is, if you have a close-up camera on these guys around the green with this ball yep. sitting in the rough, an inch and a half off the ground, hovering in the middle of the grass, sorry, yep. this is happening yep. way, way more. Yep. Yep. Well, that's going to do it for the uh, On the Range segment. Uh, John and Jay will be uh, back. Are we done with our argument? We're back. Not really. We can keep <laughs> arguing, but um, we got to take a break and, uh, and come back for that uh, Jim Nance interview. Jim Nance Part 2. This is Golf with Jay Delsing.
This is Dan McLaughlin, TV voice of the St. Louis Cardinals. Our town is one of the best sports cities in the country. There's also a tremendous history of supporting professional golf. September 28th through October 4th at Norwood Hills. It's the inaugural Ascension Charity Classic. PGA Tour champion legends like Ernie Els, Fred Couples, Jim Furyk, Steve Stricker, and many more will be in St. Louis. All proceeds will benefit St. Louis area youth and charities in North St. Louis County. For tickets and sponsorship information, head to ascensioncharityclassic.com. Are your workouts more fun than this? Well, if they are, then I want to sign you to an endorsement deal with Michelob Ultra. I'm looking for anyone and everyone who makes working out a blast. If that's you, hit TeamUltra.com for a chance to score awesome perks like Team Ultra gear and more. That's TeamUltra.com to enter. No purchase necessary. Open U.S. residence 21 plus. See official rules at TeamUltra.com. Message to data rate may apply. Always work prohibited. Enjoy responsibly. A.B. Michelob Ultra, Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Are you tired of forking out the big money, all those dollars on golf balls? Well, we finally have an option for you. Let us introduce you to Sniper Brand Golf Balls. This brand new product is a Serlin-covered ball that is just great to play. It's long off the driver, it's accurate with the irons, and importantly, it's soft around the green. And you know what the best part is? It's just $23.99 for a dozen. That's right, $23.99 and a portion of every sale goes back to a military or law enforcement agency. Find Sniper Brand online at thesniperbrand.com. Plus, you can follow them on Facebook, Instagram, and check out their entire line of golf products on their website, thesniperbrand.com. And don't forget to check out the Sniper Brand logo. You're going to love it. Have you met your local farmer's insurance agent, Ed Fogelbach? He proudly serves families and businesses in the St. Louis City, St. Louis County, and the entire metropolitan area and is ready to review your existing policies to provide a no-obligation quote today. Call Ed Fogelbach at the Fogelbach Agency, 314-398-0101, or stop in today and get smarter about your insurance. Again, that's the Fogelbach Agency at 314 314- Three nine eight zero one zero one. We are farmers. Bum, ba-dum, bum, 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 bum. You've seen it and played it in bars over the past 30 years, and now you can bring golden tea to your home. Complete your basement or man cave with the popular arcade game, the ultimate virtual golfing experience. Over 80 courses, unique game modes, and you can even challenge a buddy in online tournaments. However you play, you will be the talk of your neighborhood. Visit home.goldentea.com to learn more. This is a subject that most people don't want to talk about, but many find themselves facing. Their marriage is ending and they need to find a good lawyer at the most difficult time in their life. Or maybe you're like me, divorced for almost 15 years, but you're still wrestling with hassles, maintenance, and other hard-to-figure-out issues. Do yourself a favor and call 314-788-3030. That's the law office of my buddy and attorney, Henry Miller. I was living under the burden of unfair maintenance and a few other things that could only be settled in the courtroom. My only regret is that I didn't use Henry years ago. He is first and foremost smart and hardworking. But what was really important to me is that he listened. He's also fair and extremely honest. We had an odd issue arise where I had paid for something that was not allowed to be used in our case. After one call and an email, it was settled and that charge was removed. Do yourself a favor and call Henry Miller. He is the man you can trust 
when you need him the most. You can also reach him at GrantMillerSmith.com. Grab your clubs. We're headed to the front nine on Golf with Jay Delsing. The Front Nine is brought to you by the Ascension Charity Golf Classic. Welcome back to Golf with Jay Delsing. I'm your host, Jay Perley, sitting right here with me. We've got Brad Barnes taking great care of us here in the studio at ESPN. And we're going to the Front Nine, brought to you by the Ascension Charity Classic. We're getting closer and closer to that tournament. And you're getting more and more ready, baby. Yeah, man, I can't wait. Pearlie's going to be looping. We're going to have a couple extra bricks in the bag for you to just make sure you you're in shape. Any, you don't need any extra ones. The pressure's already on. Before we go, we got to thank Whitmore Country Club for sponsoring us again this year. Um, and we have just heard nothing but great stuff about what's going on at Whitmore. Um, you know, our buddy Bummer is out there, and um, I'm going to start lining up. We'll stay tuned for some details about our rematch. Good. Yeah, but um, when you go out, you got to go to the golf shop and check Bummer and his staff out. They do a phenomenal job out there. They run golf leagues and skins games, members tournaments, couples events all year long. Um, the Whitmore membership includes 90 holes of golf. And when you join, there's no cart fees, and you get access to the Missouri Bluffs, Lynx of Dardine, and the Golf Club of Wentzville. Uh, the facility has a great 24-hour fitness center, a huge pool complex, tennis courts, Anything you want. If your kids don't want to play golf, there's junior tennis. There's swim teams available. Call Bill Brungart at 636-926-9622, and Bill will hook you up. Um, all right, Pearl, we get to go and listen to what Jim Nance has to say again. Many doubted we'd ever see it, but here it is. The return to glory. I never thought we'd see anything that could rival the hug with his father in 1997 that we just did. That will be the greatest scene in golf forever, Jim Nance. The Jim Nance interview on Golf with Jay Delsing is brought to you by Golden Tee. Jimmy, how the hell, how do you stay authentic? You know, some of the... Some of the fellows out there have lines scripted, but how do you stay authentic and and let your heart and your passion kind of run what you say? It almost seems like you almost have to be on the verge of this controlled recklessness, you know, because there's a win for the ages in 1997 is one of the most iconic, you know, what is it? Six or seven words that's ever been said in golf. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you brought that one up because I got to tell you, <clears throat> most of the time, you are lost in the moment and it's what hits you for that occasion. Now, when Tiger won in 97, he had a nine shot lead overnight on his way to a 12 shot margin of victory, breaking that record and many others at the 97 Masters. And truth is, and I wrote it in my book. That night before, I knew how gigantic that occasion was going to be when Tiger knocked it in for the final stroke. It was going to be a win that would transcend the game itself. It was bigger than a golf tournament victory. And I knew that that clip, when he hold his last putt, would be played back 10, 20, 50, 100, 200 years from now. And every time that clip played, that little narrative, whatever it is that goes along with it, 
It's going to be on that tape. And it better be something that describes that occasion that has lasting power. I didn't want to just say, wow, or it's over, or there's your champion. You know, sometimes those are the right things to say, lost in the moment. But I think like any broadcaster uh, would do that's worth their salt, they would have given that a lot of thought like I did the night before, given it's a nine-shot margin. I felt the figurative presence, if you will, of Pat Summerall, Jack Whitaker, Chris Shankel, Jim McKay, all these golf broadcasters I've listened to in my youth. I, I really I felt them like peering over my shoulder. They were all alive at this time. I knew they all would be watching the next day. And I wanted to do something that they would say, you know what, that passed the test. That's how you do it. And I didn't want to screw it up. So the great, great majority of the time, like when Phil pulled the putt in 04 on the last green and I said, is it this time? Yes, at long last. I couldn't have told you five minutes later what I said because I just it just came out of my mouth. It's what the occasion felt like to me. But the win for the ages was something I had in my head. And I'm glad I did. And I think that was the right way to play it. I have had some writers through the years and it's kind of died down a little bit. They would say, hey, you scripted that line. I know you did. And I said, darn right I did. By the way, if you were down at Augusta and your paper traveled you down to Augusta to cover that tournament, on Saturday night with a nine-shot lead, do you think you would have been thinking about your lead for your column the next day, or would you have just on Saturday night gone out, you know, had a, had a few pops, had a great dinner, mindlessly show up at the golf course on Sunday without thinking about the significance of Tiger Woods at 21 years old shattering every record ever at Augusta? I said, if you didn't, if, if you were somebody that was on someone else's expense account, and you traveled there, and again, you mindlessly showed up on Sunday, and I'll figure it out when it's all over. You know what? You shouldn't be sent back the next year. You wouldn't have been doing your job. And, um, you know, there are circumstances, and not many that would ever match that, but there are times when you give it a lot of thought. I got asked about this earlier today, about the return to glory that line, Jay, in 2019. I had no clue I was going to say that. Until just a few moments before he knocked in that last foot and a half putt. Um, and it really hit me, the word glory, when I saw his family waiting for him behind the green as he's walking up the 18th. I didn't know they were going to be there. In fact, we had been told they weren't going to be there. And then all of a sudden, Steve Milton, our director, cut to the family shop behind the green. There was his mom. We hadn't seen Kotita in a long time. There were his kids. And instantly, I thought, my gosh, what a scene this is going to be. This is just, I mean, this is going to be like the next generation of the 97 hug with his dad. I mean, it was easy to figure out what was about to unfold. And I just thought, good for him. You know, this is a victory that's bigger than a golf tournament. And different than the transcending uh, significance of um, transcendent importance of the 97 win. This was a story that was about a man really kind of getting his life completely back in a good place. You know, all the doubters that never believed he could win again after 11 years away from winning a major, all the hardships, some of which have been self-inflicted, but a lot of it really I'm dealing with here talking about had to do with the injuries and all the surgeries and 
and all that he, you know, had lost as far as his dominance in the game of golf. It's the greatest comeback the game's ever seen, and that's almost indisputable. But I, I'd be hard-pressed to come up with any sport that ever had a bigger comeback story than Tiger 2019. So I thought of glory. I thought of just the glory in a man's life to be able to rewrite the script uh, and not only be on top of the game again to defy all odds, but to have that loving family and that embrace that was on the way waiting for him behind the green. And I just called it the return to glory. And at that point, I said nothing. Nick said nothing. And we sat back and watched one of the most beautiful moments uh, as far as a celebration scene that the sport or any sport will ever see. Well, Jimmy, it it also, to me, signified a different Tiger Woods, right? One of the things I have to say about when you come up with a win for the ages, just because you have a lot of time to come up with a quote-unquote line, it doesn't mean it's going to work. It all has to come from your heart, and it has to stay authentic. And somehow or another, in my opinion, you bring that out. And what you just well, said— Well, thank you, Jay. And what you just said— Our game, though— Yeah. No, go right ahead. It demands it. it no, game demand, like every week is its own separate kind of championship. And so I think people get accustomed to hearing me call more of those moments, those kind of calls at the end— which have taken on, for whatever reason, a greater significance and scrutiny um, and judgment, uh, much more so than they were early in my career. I think maybe it's just the, 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 the clips and the highlights and the social media world that we live in. People make our business a lot of times down to a, a given call. I don't put as much weight into it because there's so much more nuance and detail and efforting that goes into a three-hour show, I figure every minute's as important as the next. But um, golf, when it ends, you know, you know, let's say it's colonial here in two weeks, uh, you know, we're going to have a different kind of scene. There's going to be no crowd noise. There's going to be no embrace. Nobody can touch anybody. But any tournament that ends is kind of like winning for a player, in a lot of cases, a Super Bowl, a championship, a lifetime, a lifetime goal. So doing 15, some years has been as many as 20 tournaments in a year, you get 15 or 20 reps at having a championship call when you're stationed at the 18th hole. When you're at 17 or 16, like it used to be, you don't get those defining moments that go along with um, the visual that, that a tournament's remembered for. So I get a ton of them. And I guess that's a good thing. Maybe people get tired of hearing me try to call those moments. But then you get into, like, basketball, my life in basketball. I get to, like, a conference tournament, like the Big Ten tournament. There's a defining moment when the clock hits zero. You get to a regional final. There's a moment there that, again, is kind of a, they're going to the final four. There's, a, there's another call, if you will, at the end of the game when a team wins in the semifinals. They're going to the national championship. Then there's another time for me to do it when all of a sudden – someone's won the national title or in football when someone wins the AFC championship or someone wins like we have the Super Bowl coming up again on our air this year Tony Romo and I will call it there's a lot of these moments and I'm grateful I've had so many chances but golf is the the main tonnage of it because I figure all of these tournaments Jay are kind of like their own standalone championships 
that make sense? No, absolutely. They're so they're and it's so difficult to win, Jim. I mean, 156 guys each week and one champion. Uh, brutal. So hard. So hard. And I have so much respect for what goes into one of those wins. And I feel it, man. I I always think of it this way. I want to represent that guy that is having that that achievement. I want to do justice to it. I mean, I was a kid that had a little bit of talent, not a lot, but, you know, won some high school and junior tournaments, nothing, no great shakes, trust me. Um, But when I practiced, I heard that announcer in my head telling me that this was to win the Masters tournament. I imagine that. I visualized that. I could hear it. I could feel it. You'd wonder, what would they say if you ever did that? How would they handle that? What would that story sound like? And now, let me go on the other side of it. I'm that guy that is in that player's head since they were a kid. I guarantee, of course, we've never talked about I guarantee you, Jay, growing up when you're playing a game, you had that narration in your head. Every time, Jim. Or standing over a big putt. Every time. Yep. 100%. I want to do that. I want to do that moment the right way. I hope to. Oh my gosh, you're doing it. You've done it already. I don't hit it all that often, but I try. Oh my god, I I just I felt like um, what what we saw in 2019 was this circle completed for a guy who has publicly been humiliated, and again, a lot of the stuff he brought on himself. But um, it's also kind of a tribute to our game and our country when everybody rallies around and supports that comeback and can appreciate that comeback because nobody is beyond reproach and we all make mistakes. And, man, Tigers was so visible and so public. And to have that and then see him with his kids on the – on you know, he never even brought Elon around when he was married and he'd win a championship. They never had a an embrace on the 18th green. It was always his dad and his mom, and then she'd be kind of back in the – in the background a little bit. Well, it, the intensity of the hug with his children, particularly his son, is all I needed to know as someone who will always, always say with pride that the greatest role that God's ever given me is to be a dad. And in relationship with my family, there's, and I know you feel the same way, there's nothing, nothing that it can ever come close. And, just as a dad, you hear the stories out there on the tour. You hear a lot of things, you know, about, hey, this guy's doing, uh, you know, he, he's been spending more time with his family. And, you know, I would hear that about Tiger. He's faithfully been dropping his kids off fence or soccer practice, takes them to school, picks them up. He's in the car line, all of this. But, you know, we don't ever see it, and we're not supposed to see it. It's not something your whole life's not supposed to be there for us to be <laughs> uh, eyewitnesses to. But, then when you get a moment like that, winning the Masters tournament, and your son is squeezing you so hard that, uh, you know, it it just, it was just beautiful. I mean, I was completely touched by the moment, and uh, it, it showed me a lot about the part of Tiger's life that the public hasn't been exposed to. You know, everybody's got an opinion about how he's supposed to live and you know, where is he now in his life and all this? And I don't know. It's thankfully I don't have to cover that, that, that 
the, the world like that. I cover events, um, and I, I just I, I just have a lot of respect for how he has brought his his life and his kids and all that back together again. It was just a great thing to see. And the last thing I'll say about it, you know, I was I was there in '97 as we talked about. If you could actually just as fate would have it, our tower's always in the same spot. It doesn't get moved at 18 behind the green. Although in some early years, we actually were on the left side of the green. The announcers were at 18, oddly enough, not directly behind the green. It was an interesting position where your voice really felt like it was being heard. And it was hard to bring it down enough to where you could whisper uh, and it makes sense over the air and not disrupt the players. But anyway, if you could GPS the exact spot on the planet where Tiger and Earl hugged in 1997 and one day said, you know that, we should put a plaque there. I'm, I'm not suggesting they put a plaque. I'm just saying if they put a plaque there that said this is the spot where Tiger and Earl had that hug after the win for the ages. If you, if you, If there was one, in 2019, where, where Tiger and 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 Charlie hugged, I guarantee you, Tiger's feet would have been on the would would have been on that plaque. They're on the exact same spot. Um, you know, you talk about places in your life where, my gosh, you didn't know this was going to be such an important place, right here and whatever. Maybe it's a tee box somewhere, or it's 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 a ball field, or it's a it's a, a swing set in your backyard where some of your greatest moments in your life have ever taken place. That spot behind the 18th green at Augusta, and I'm telling you, it is right on the spot, is where Tiger Woods' greatest moments in his life have ever taken place, other than the birth of his children. Well, that's going to do it for the front nine. And don't go away. Jay and John will be right back, and uh, we got more Actually, let's do it this way. We'll still be here, but Jim Nance is coming back. That's even better. It's Golf with Jay Delsing. WXOS, WXOS HD1 East St. Louis, 101 ESPN. Are your workouts more fun than this? Well, if they are, then I want to sign you to an endorsement deal with Michelob Ultra. I'm looking for anyone and everyone who makes working out a blast. If that's you, hit TeamUltra.com for a chance to score awesome perks like Team Ultra gear and more. That's TeamUltra.com to enter. No purchase necessary. Open U.S. residents 21 plus. See official rules at TeamUltra.com. Message data rates may apply. Void but prohibited. Enjoy responsibly. A.B. Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. In these extremely trying times, the management team at Marcone would like to give a shout-out to our 500-plus employees and their families. Their diligence and commitment to each other, our process, and our company are so good that we are obligated to state it publicly. We are so grateful for each and every one of you. You have all contributed to our success, and your dedication is imperative to the continued growth of our company. Thank you for your efforts. Marcone is the largest distributor of General Electric Appliance Parts in North America, based in St. Louis, Missouri. 
This is Dan McLaughlin, TV voice of the Cardinals. St. Louis is one of the best sports cities in the country. We also have a tremendous history of supporting professional golf. We're excited to bring professional golf back to St. Louis with the inaugural Ascension Charity Classic, September 28th through October 4th at beautiful Norwood Hills Country Club. Legends like Ernie Els, Fred Couples, Jim Furyk, Steve Stricker, and many more will be in St. Louis. For tickets and sponsorship information, head to ascensioncharityclassic.com. That's Ascension Charity Classic. Classic.com. For the last 48 years, Pro-Am Golf has been providing outstanding customer service to the greater St. Louis area for all of our golf needs. From top-of-the-line equipment to full-service club repair lessons and instructions. They now have their own retail outlet as well as state-of-the-art computers, cameras, and things to customize all of your personal club fitting needs. Pro-Am Golf carries all the major brands. They also have the latest fashion trends from Puma Golf. Whatever your needs, Pro-Am Golf will meet them and have the best customer service in the industry. Call us at 314-781-7775 or find us at ProAmGolfUSA.com. USA Mortgage is doing it again. Joe Schieser and his staff have lowered rates again this month, and they will waive closing costs if you want to refinance to get cash out lower your rate, shorten your term, or eliminate that costly, unnecessary mortgage insurance. If you are purchasing a property, they can issue a pre-approval letter within minutes. They are the largest mortgage company in the state of Missouri, and their volume allows them to quote the lowest rates. Don't waste your time with the national online brokers. USA Mortgage is employee-owned and operated right here in St. Louis. USA Mortgage has closed over $500 million in loans in nearly 30 years in the business and over $2 million alone to Delsings. Okay, so you and your family are looking to join a country club. Well, I need to recommend to you Whitmore Country Club. They've got 90 holes of golf in the membership out there. You have access to the Missouri Bluffs, the Links of Dardeen, the Golf Club of Wentzville, and all the cart fees are already included in your membership. There's no food or beverage minimums and no assessments. My friend Bummer in the golf shop is a phenomenal guy. You've got to go out and check him out. He and the staff out there run golf leagues, skins games, members tournaments, couples events, available all year round. There's a kids club in the main clubhouse, and they have a huge fitness center. There's three tennis courts if you're not into golf, a gigantic pool for you and your family to use. Year-round social calendar is spectacular. There's holiday parties, picnics, date nights, always have live music, and much, much more. If you're looking for a family-friendly, safe place to hang out, you got to check out Whitmore Country Club. Call them at 636-926-9622. We're halfway there. It's time for the Back Nine on Golf with Jay Delsing. The Back Nine is brought to you by Fogelbach Agency with Farmers Insurance. Welcome back. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. I'm here. Pearlie's here. We are headed to the Back Nine. Brought to you by the Fogelbach Agency with Farmers. Um, We're going to jump right back in to the conclusion of the Jim Nance interview. Man, when I look through your career and how it's developed, I know you've got this, your clothing line now, Vineyard Vines. I know you've got the calling, which is this fabulous label on some really great wines. And now I'm kind of with you. And back in the early years, I had no idea what wine was. And I've kind of made some, uh, I've opened a few bottles since then and uh, really enjoy it. Uh, 
But one of the things I want to talk about, if you don't mind, is the Forget Me Not program and talk about your passion for raising money and awareness for Alzheimer's and how it has affected your family. My father lost the battle to Alzheimer's. It's an unwinnable battle, unfortunately, right now. We're hoping to change that in, in a few short years. But uh, he, he suffered for 13 years after being diagnosed, took him to the best doctors and research folks I could find in the world. My dad was my hero, my mentor, my best friend. And when he when he passed away, um, it, it coincided the, the the day that he he passed away, this is in June of 2008, with a book that I had written about my father at that time called Always By My Side, meaning my father, figuratively, is always with me no matter where I go. We released it on Mother's Day of 08. The day that my father passed away, the book that very day reached the number reached number three on the New York Times bestseller list. Not sports category, I'm talking overall. So it was a love story about a father and a son, and I used sports as a backdrop. And uh, I was, uh, I, I viewed it as cathartic, being able to write about my dad. And, of course, I did have the realization that there's a, there's a real competitive world out there in the book-selling business, and I was obligated to make a certain number of appearances for the publisher, Penguin, who was fantastic, to try to, you know, Get, get the book some movement. And um, little did I know that the first week we went on a bunch of shows, according, including two of the three morning shows, CBS This Morning and The Today Show. Within a matter of days, we found out that it was a New York Times bestseller week one. There was an audience out there that could relate to the story about a family putting everything it had, every resource I'm not talking financial. I'm talking time, love, and effort into keeping my father whole as long as we could and protecting him in his dignity. And um, it just resonated with a lot of people in, in, that, in that universe. And it was one of the sweetest things I've ever been a part of in my life is just seeing the outpouring of people who were supportive and yet at the same time people that were experiencing the exact same thing that – my family had on the caregiving side, and really, I'm talking about my mother and sister above all, just heroes to me, uh, always will be for what they did to look after my dad to the very end. Uh, but I, uh, I realized pretty quickly as as the book kind of took on um, a, a wonderful journey and picked up steam, and and uh, you know had. A, a much bigger audience than I ever could have imagined. I realized there was something more I needed to do than just write this book about my dad. I needed to like roll up my sleeves. I've, I've done so many, you know, you know how it is with golf. We, we get a lot of wonderful charity events that are tied to the game. And I, uh, you know, I've always tried to pitch in as many times, as many ways as I can, but I didn't have my own charity. And I thought, man, if I could take all the things that I do um, and I kind of allocate that time and, and, and then times 10 and really be involved in trying to, like, create a research institute that might make a difference, well, I, I'd like to do that. I'd like to have something that, you know, I feel like I can make a difference with. I've already seen the reaction based on this book. So in 2011, we got everything aligned, and along with my wife, Courtney, 
and this great team from Houston Methodist Hospital down at the Texas Medical Center. We uh, created and opened the first uh, Alzheimer's Research and Clinical Care Center they, they had at that level in Houston. And so we're coming up on 10 years. And the goal was to, you know, to try to create the best working team of researchers, scientists, doctors with care and expertise and forward-thinking, innovative, cutting-edge mindset. And uh, here we are all these years later in the Nance Center, which is named for my dad, the Nance National Alzheimer's Center, which you can access at nancefriends.org if you want to read about it. Um, I mean, it is or donate. It's the greatest. It's, it's the greatest victory of my life, you know, outside of my family is 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 to see this thing now have a presence in that world, in that universe, and to see us collaborating and researching and administering um, trials. And um, we've had a lot of people from the sports universe that, uh, you know, with confidentiality that have have come there for their loved one to be uh, diagnosed, looked at, treated, put on some trials um, in a lot of cases. And we've hosted several times now the International Symposium of Alzheimer's Researchers. Doctors come and researchers from all over the world have come to Houston, hosted by, again, the Nance Center, named for my dad. And um, I'm just very proud of the team that's down there. Uh, I can't talk science. I wish I could. I know it's I made a decision a long time ago. I'm not going to try to act like I have every last answer, but I can do my best to roll up my sleeves and try to get the Nance Center what it needs, and that is uh, awareness, research, funding, grant money, and um, it's taken me all over this country, uh, telling telling the story and lending a voice to a team of people that live their lives trying to one day find a treatment, and ultimately a cure. I want to see it in my lifetime. That's the goal, that we get our hands around this. I want to defeat the opponent that defeated my dad. And I feel really confident that we're going to get there. And I think we're going to get there a lot sooner than people think. Well, Jim, it's just incredible work, and it's a hard thing as a young man who idolizes her father, had the same sense, and then he, you know, watches us struggle and then watch them pass away. And uh, what a better way to honor him than, than something like that and something that will stand the test of time and help numerous other people. You also had this kind of tied into your broadcast with the Hello Friends for a while, didn't you? Yeah, I still do. And I get asked that a lot of times when I'm doing uh, radio shows. And they don't know the story. Thank you for actually knowing the story. But I, it was always done as a kind of a code message to my dad as his, as his memory was was uh, fading. Uh, that became my Carol Burnett. I'm dating myself here, but she used to tug on her earlobe when she'd come out uh, to open her show. And you know, people have little ways of sending some hidden messages to loved ones. And for my dad, I always thought that he had nothing but friends. I know that for a fact. Anyone ever met my dad was a friend. And uh, he had nothing but positivity in his life. Never said a bad word about anybody. I know that's a kind of a common cliche for people when we lose loved ones, but it's so true. My dad had nothing but friends, and I told him one time that I'm going to go on the air this weekend, and when, when they come to us on camera, I'm going to say, hello, friends, Jim Nance here. You know that Jim Nance is for you, Dad, because I'm Jimmy Nance. My dad was Jim Nance. Yeah. I'm yeah. the third. But you know, in my professional life and now 
you know, most people call me Jim, but still my wife, my family, they'll know me because my dad was big Jim. And, um, so, you know, I, I said, I'm going to say hello friends at the top of that. And I just want you to know that I'm saying that to you and I'm thinking of you at that very moment. Now, look, his, his mind, uh, was unfortunately, uh, losing this fight against Alzheimer's. He may have forgotten what I told him two minutes later. I've always wanted to think that he remembered it. And when I came on the first time and said that, that hopefully uh, it brought a moment of joy to him. And it, it, it's been there ever since. And I don't say it to try to have some sort of catchphrase. I don't need that. I'm not trying to draw any attention to myself. But once I started doing it and it made me think of my dad, it relaxed me. And I look into that lens, and you look into that dark hole, the lens is, you know, you don't see the hundreds of thousands and millions of people that are looking at you. But when I look into that lens, I think of my dad when I say that. And it's a comforting, relaxing moment, whether it's a Super Bowl or a Masters tournament or a Final Four game, whatever it might be. When I say hello, friends, I, that, that instant, I think of my dad, and uh, it gets me into the right frame of mind to do a show. Well, Jim, I can't thank you enough for taking this much of your time. I sit here and think about what a great storyteller you are and then learn about how you're a best-selling author, and it's no surprise at all. Um, you're also the recipient of the Pete Rozelle Award from the, uh, NA, uh, the NFL Hall of Fame, the youngest recipient uh, from the Basketball Hall of Fame for the fabulous Kurt Gowdy Award, multiple Emmys. You've only won National Sportscaster of the Year five times. You've got to get going on that. You're kind of slacking 105 <laughs> wins. But All that stuff's very nice, but the nicest thing is when, you know, to be able to say I'm a father of three. It's pretty special, yeah, and not, those kids don't give a rip no. where anything about those awards, what your office looks like, the hardware. They just want to know they have dad. That's right. And I'll tell you, these have been – tough and challenging and trying and tragic times for so many people around the world in our country alone uh we know how difficult it's been and our hearts and prayers go out to everybody that's um lost a loved one every single life has its own story and its own tragic um consequences here um and ripple effects through families and loved ones so there's just so many people affected thankfully we've been fine um and moreover if, you know, I know I'm not the first to say it, but the blessing of during this time to be able to have the family surrounding you and to not be in a hurry or a rush to go somewhere like I have been most of my life ever since I got out of college. And, you know, if I got two consecutive weeks off, that I can count just a few times that that ever happened. And then they have three months where you never in that three month stretch or more than three miles from your home and you're, you know, you're at the table every night with your family. And, and it's just, it's been, again, we never would want to see uh, anyone have to live through these, these times again. And hopefully there's going to be a vaccine around the corner and life can return to normal, not without all this, this hurt and pain that's that and suffering that we've gone through, but, I'm just counting my blessings for this silver lining that in this, in the midst of this, I've been able to hit the pause button for a while and and to just uh, be here for my family. And uh, I I know that, you know, I'm someday going to look back at this and just not believe 
uh, how that all worked out that we, we had this long a time just to be a family and be together without anybody having to rush off somewhere. Yeah, it's terrific, and and this is gonna can I, and I know who you are. I know what kind of heart you have, and I know how important your family is. But man, I am really excited to have you back and have you on my television set and calling the great game again. Um, uh, but really appreciate all the time, and and uh, this has just been spectacular, and I can't wait to hear you at, at Colonial. It's coming up. It's coming up soon. It's going to be here. It's going to be an incredible field. CBS has 11 consecutive tournaments starting with Colonial. It's going to have its challenges in terms of just getting adjusted to being on the road again. That's not going to feel the same. Um, The protocols and all the right moves that CBS and the tour are going through to make sure their people are safe. It's going to take some adjusting to just the way that you normally descend on a town like Fort Worth and the places you want to go and, people you want to see and the dinners and restaurants you want to go to, you know, that that's all that's, that's going to be different. Um, no fans on the golf course. Uh, that's going to feel and sound different, but you know, we're going to do our best to, you know, to, to, to make it great for people as an experience to watch and, um, and a form of escapism from their lives. And people are excited about real competition. Again, it's coming soon. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to doing it. That's going to wrap up the uh, back then. Before we uh, close this segment, I want to thank Bob and Kathy Donahue, the men, uh, dear friends and supporters of the show. Uh, their painting and refinishing business is just rocking right now. And check them out online. They do great, great stuff. If you have an image that you want your house to look like, call Bob or Kathy, and they'll make it happen. And we got to take a break. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. The 100,000 watt blowtorch for St. Louis Sports. WXOS and WXOS HD1 East St. Louis. 101 ESPN. Are you in the market for some new clubs? Maybe a bag and the latest style of sweet new shoes. Is this the year you decide to stop listening to your buddy's advice and get some real golf instruction? If any of these appeal to you, then go to Pro-Am Golf today. Pro-Am Golf has all the latest gear from all the major manufacturers. Call Steve today at 314 314- 781-7775 and schedule a lesson with Tom DeGrand. Tom is the best. He's been in the game for over 50 years, so you take that knowledge along with their state-of-the-art equipment, and boom, your game will get a whole lot better. Visit them at ProAmGolfUSA.com. You've seen it and played it in bars for over the past 30 years, and now you can bring Golden Tea to your home. Complete your basement or man cave with the popular arcade game, The Ultimate Virtual Golfing Experience. Over 80 courses, unique game modes, and you can even challenge a buddy in online tournaments. However you play, you will be the talk of your neighborhood. Visit home.goldentea.com to learn more. When things come out of left field, having a game plan makes all the difference. Luckily, Farmers Insurance has been helping people cover their bases for more than 90 years, and they can help you too. Talk to Farmers Agent Ed Fogelbach today to see if you have the coverage you want for whatever curveballs may come your way. Call 314-398-0101. That's Ed Fogelbach at 314-398-0101. We are farmers. Extraordinary effort deserves recognition. 
The management team at Marcone would like to say thank you to our over 500 employees and their families. Your dedication and commitment to our success has been so steadfast that we are experiencing another incredible year at a time when many businesses are struggling. Your performance has exceeded expectations. Every idea shared and every opportunity seized by you has led us to new heights. So, thank you. Marcone is based in St. Louis, Missouri, and is the largest distributor of General Electric Appliance Parts in North America. USA Mortgage is doing it again. Joe Schieser and his staff have lowered rates again this month, and they will waive closing costs if you want to refinance to get cash out, lower your rate, shorten your term, or eliminate that costly, unnecessary mortgage insurance. If you are purchasing a property, they can issue a pre-approval letter within minutes. They are the largest mortgage company in the state of Missouri, and their volume allows them to quote the lowest rates. Don't waste your time with the national online brokers. USA Mortgage is employee-owned and operated right here in St. Louis. USA Mortgage has closed over $500 million in loans in nearly 30 years in the business and over $2 million alone to Delsing's. Grab your friends, a cold one, and pull up a chair. We're on to the 19th hole on golf with Jay Delsing. The 19th hole is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. Welcome back. It's golf with Jay Delsing. Uh, Jay and John are here, and we're going to the Ultra 19th hole. Um, really appreciate having a brand like Ultra be involved in the show. Um, I want to thank Kathy and Bob Donahue. Donahue painting and refinishing their business is booming right now and if you want to make your home beautiful you need any sort of painting refinishing anything done call kathy and bob they are great people and they will do um a terrific job all right john what do you say about the the interview how about the story with sean connery well i loved it because you and i can well you said you could relate and i can relate too and uh, two guys coming from the midwest seeing sean connery caddying for him i didn't get to play with him you played with him that kind of stuff, kind of a, an icon. So unbelievable. I, when he told the story, you know, I, I started thinking of things that I've really screwed up in my life. When you know, when your heart sinks, when you go like, I can't believe I just did that. Think, think of where he, his head was at. Oh my gosh, I can't. I, I, I he said this up. <laughs> to hear Sean Connery scream, yeah, and then to see blood trickling down out of his shoe, he'd be like, He took Bond down. I took Bond down. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Um, <laughs> You know, you know what's. But here's a big guy. He is a big guy. Sean Connery yeah. is a is a big man. Yep. You know, a lot of times you get these actors and they make them look like these big macho yeah. guys, and they're you know they're five foot two and yeah. they're not that macho looking in, in in person. But you walk up to Sean Connery, yep. he's big macho, big yep. dude. Yep, yep. Um, what, so tell me what what was your main takeaway from Nancy? We had to, you know over an hour. You know, Jay. Them. Every time you interview these guys and the guys at the top of their game. What comes across to me is just the passion and that there was some level, there was a spark some point, but it was kind of always in there to some level. And, you know, his parents took him around to those golf courses so he could kind of do that. He went and played college golf just, I think, to kind of be in the mix. But he knew at the time because he was taking broadcasting in, in school. So I think just that, that true passion. And that's why I like caddying for you. We've talked about this. You truly have I, – I enjoy golf. I don't have the passion like, like you do. But it's interesting to have that in life uh, is, is to have something. And he, that's what he's got. And that's why I think he's been good forever. He can do any sport, and he'll be great at it for, forever as far as I'm concerned. So, I, How about you? What, what so, works so, out you? So – First of all, he's kind. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm a sap. We've already talked about yep. that. 
But you know what, John, when, and I've seen this, and you've seen it in business, and, and the, the egoic world that we can live in, when you find a guy that's genuine, you know, and uh, authentic like that, where for however he does this, he's 61. Yeah, 61 yeah. years old. You can still hear the little boy in him. Yeah. And I love that. When I had John, we had John Daly on a couple of weeks ago. It's the same same sort of thing. It's a growly little boy in there. But but John Daly still is got that passion because that's how it started. Well, we can't do necessarily for our careers. Hopefully we can, but a lot of us can't. What we're really passionate about and what we love to do as a kid. Yep. But there's kind of a thing in coaching when somebody's kind of lost their way trying to figure out where they want to spend their time is to ask them, what did you do as a kid that you love that you don't do anymore? Yep. And most people can struggle with that. Two will say things that they don't do anymore, and you kind of encourage them to get back at it. This guy and a lot of the guys you interview, they get to do these things, and they've found a way to do them for their whole lives. It's pretty cool. It is pretty cool. It's, it's special. Yep. And I think, I think there – I will say this for me because – as a kid, I didn't know I wanted to be a professional golfer, but I knew I wanted to be a professional athlete just yeah. from the way that I grew up. I was hoping that it would be baseball, but it really wasn't defined. But it was soon, the path for me soon became clear because golf presented itself in a way where I didn't need anybody. Mm-hmm. So I'm a, I don't mind being by myself and playing all that golf by myself and spending all that time alone and everything. You know, that's unusual. A lot of things are unusual about me. We don't have enough that time. That was a softball meet. We I was going to swing away, he, he, he threw up his softball, and he swung at himself. quiet, too. Listen, I'm <laughs> fragile over here. The, but what happens, um, it, John, for, for me, in parenting and things like that, where you can look at your children and look them in the eye and say, these things can happen. Yeah. Not, they're special. I don't want to say it's ordinary, and but they can happen, so... Why not you? Well, there's lots of different ways to do it, too. Uh, you, you don't have to be the, the broadcaster. We, you and I talk about this a lot. Just some aspect. And maybe it's your hobby on the side, that kind of stuff. A little side, side note. I'm, uh, I fish once a week with a, a young guy in a tournament, and he just absolutely loves fishing. I said, why aren't you guiding? Why, why aren't you doing professional bass fishing or something like that? And he's got all these things because all these adults in his life have told him, well, you shouldn't do this, you shouldn't do that, that kind of stuff. And I said to him, you know, it doesn't have to be uh, your main uh, means of income, but I just strongly encourage you, get out there and do more of this because the guy just lights up when he's out there. And so when we find things that we light up on, figure out a way to incorporate those in your life one way or the other. I I will tell you this thing where the challenge becomes with that. And Kay Cockrell was on the show months and months Mm -hmm. ago where she said the whole game changed. When she started playing for money, when you start associating this love and start putting constraints on it, like meaning I have to show up, I have to do it this way, I don't want to be, you know, mm-hmm. it changes things a lot. Yeah. Do you remember, you're the best fisherman I've ever fished with. I fished with some pro bass fishermen. You are every bit as good as those guys are. Do you remember the time when your dad was trying to encourage you to, to be a pro, professional yeah. bass fisherman? Yeah. 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 And it, it, it just changes everything. Yeah. I, I yeah. don't know how to, uh, to say that, but what happens with the people that rise to the top of their heaps 
yeah. and the top of their spaces is they're able to deal with that, John, and they're able to deal with it better than everybody else. So you get the guys that play on tour and everybody's handling it to a certain degree and the guys that rise to the top handle it even one level or two levels or multiple levels better. Yeah. Well, thanks for joining me, Pearly. Me, thanks for doing your thing. And um, thanks for listening, folks. Come back next week. We're going to have the great Bob Costas on Golf with Jay Delsing. Hit him straight, St. Louis. That was Golf with Jay Delsing, brought to you by Whitmore Country Club. Tune in next Sunday for more from Jay, John, and the other pros and experts from the golf world. In the meantime, you can find all of Jay's shows at 101ESPN.com as well as at jdelsinggolf.com.